energy multi-genre DJ has regularly performed at sold-out venues and festivals across North America. As a professional main stage mixer, showcasing unheard mashups and remixes, you'll be sure to be amazed by their talents. Highlights of their career have been working with the likes of the DJ Supergirl Pro, Female Pressure, Girls on Decks, and also happens to be the winner of the 2016 J-Lab Audio Sound Sessions out of California. From Miami to Toronto, she is no stranger to the traveling DJ life. Today, it is my pleasure to be speaking with DJ Dopamine. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm super excited to hear all about your journey. Let's start off with some background on your introduction into the industry and how it led you to where you are today. Both of my parents are musicians, uh, classical musicians. They don't um, interact with each other, but it's kind of cool. My mom is a classical pianist and my dad is a classical uh, jazz musician. Some people say it's in my blood. Uh, I don't think that's true. I can't read music at all. I have the hardest time doing actual music theory, so... I don't think it's something that can be passed in blood, but that's essentially where it started from. I always had music around. I I was a bar star at our local gay bar for I was there like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. And I started noticing that the DJ was playing the same sequence of songs in the same like the same order every night, to the point where I could call it about a minute before he would drop into the next song. So I was like, man, I want new music at the gay bar. So then I was like. I'm going to buy myself a set of turntables and just try it. And that's where I started. Right on. Yeah. What kind of music would you consider yourself like an open format DJ? Yeah, this is actually the hardest question that I get asked because I don't, it really changes based on the room, based on the mood. Um, there are like certain songs that I would love to play like in every set, but uh, I'd say yeah, I don't know. We, right now I'm rocking genre fusion, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, like, specifically picking one genre, so I think that they mix well in, into each other, so. Uh, yeah, I was listening to quite a few of your uh, DJ sets, and yeah, I love how you can change up your vibe depending on whether it's a festival or a club yeah. event. So that's so fantastic. 
it's fun for me too because it's not like the same thing every day right like I'm, I'm lucky that way my job is something different so it's like underground house club like I love it it's like mainstream gay bar during pride I love that too like it's it's all different energy levels right well, and like you said, you were at the club and you're like, I can just call track for track. With yeah. And play. And you're like, no, I want to do different. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted to, I want a different every night. I wanted to be able to go in there four nights a week and still be like, wow, I can, I can dance. So. So you have also worked with female pressure. Can <laughs> you tell us about what your role was in working with them? And what did you take from that experience? It's actually kind of an interesting story. I kind of just fell into that uh, opportunity. I was playing at Long Beach Pride. And like DJs do, we talk during our transitions. Uh, the DJ in front of me was Kim Pontes or uh, Mojave. And she's like one of them. She helps run uh, female pressure. And at that point, I, I was... I think it was like the third time I played on the stage. So I was like really like, wow, these some of these DJs don't look anything like the DJs up, up in Canada. Like it's crazy to me and they can play whatever they want and people just vibe to it down there. So she was playing like deep tech house at four thirty at pride and it was packed. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. So I do this thing where I go places, I meet other female DJs or non-binary DJs and I get their information right away and I try to keep in contact with them and, Kim, Kim was a fluke because I got a hold of her. Then she's like, well, you should join this collective, Female Pressure. And I was like, I love collectives of DJs. I was like, I love, I love getting the knowledge. So like what I, what I could do, I could, I could get knowledge from a whole bunch of European DJs. Like, why not, right? So I started. And then at that point, <clears throat> I, I think this was two years ago, they we're doing numbers uh, specifically on integration of female DJs within festivals, um, not just in Europe, but all around Canada. So we get the, the 10% from, it's not 10% anymore. We actually have made progress. We're now, so like, I think it's 13.3% of DJs that are featured on stages now. Um, but it's, yeah, that's how I got, I wanted to make sure that Canada had some sort of statistic marker in that because we do have, non-binary and female DJs and I feel like they need to be represented. My role essentially was going through a gazillion festival lineups in Canada so I and me and my like my manager we sat there we went through every festival lineup we literally could find to make sure that we had somewhat accurate numbers for representation in Canada so um, because uh, we do need a little bit more visibility out there so it's important to make sure that we have our statistics right because it's not just like saying we are not visible. It's a, it's a fact, actually. We are not visible. So. I really like that you bring that up, even though that makes me really sad. Um, mm -hmm. Because actually, as of recently, I made a Facebook post about this, about there being women here in my own city that are not being booked. And yeah, like a wide variety of us. And I look at like Calgary and Vancouver and I see the quite diverse lineups happening, sometimes split, sometimes mostly women. Um, and it's inspiring and it's exciting. And what, that work that you're doing is so incredibly important just to be able to show 
the evidence of what's happening and how we can do better. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's easy to say that we're not represented, but if I can show you statistically where we're not represented and where we are represented more, it's, 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 the comparison is crazy. So it's, it's quite different. So on that topic, um, you've worked with incredibly diverse lineups of artists for years. In your opinion, how do you think we can create space and diversity within our own community? Um, well, I think we just really have to, to I know this is really going to sound cliche, but it's, it's really, in my opinion, about ego and like, we're all musicians, we all have a gift. Um, I'm blessed that I am booked, but I, I don't get me wrong, I give away bookings all the time because people need it, need a hand. There's some people who don't know exactly whom they should be talking to. I have a handle on that. So if I can help anyway that way I will um yeah I guess what I would say is like just trying to take the ego out of it because for me like I want everyone to succeed I want everyone to be successful in the music that they choose to bring to the world because like even specifically just in Calgary like uh went to the girls on deck photo shoot I didn't even know how many female dishes we had in and around Calgary area and like to me that was mind-blowing in the best way possible and I was like, why don't I see these girls out? Like, I want to see all of these girls spin. So um, I kind of took that from that. But at the, that point, I was still touring, and I wanted to, to run with it in, in a way that I could help. So that's where the, the female pressure came in. And I, I got to play Long Beach. Their lineup was completely non-binary and people of color. It was it was a really cool vibe and like not one that I get to experience that often. So it was, it's, it's different, but I think difference. Okay. Sometimes I'm not saying it has to be every night. The thing that makes a comment that I hear a lot is that, well, if there was good female DJs, then they would be on lineups. There's a lot of excellent female DJs. It's literally, it's a game of luck, whether or not you get passed over or not. Um, I know people who are way more talented than I am and they get passed over. And like, for me, that's difficult because like, it is their gift. And my personal opinion, it's their job to share that gift with people. And it's really hard to do that if you don't have a platform. So we need to make it so people can do that. I love that. I love that. Let's make a platform. Let's create these spaces. Exactly. Let's like build each other up. Like, I don't understand whether there's not just one successful person, like my success, I owe not to just myself. It's like a team of people that like said that I could do it, that like have faith in me, those people that show up to every show that I have in Calgary and like will be there until the end of time. So like it's not one person and I think we forget that because we're all trying to do this grind. We all feel this struggle the same and I feel like you'd be like way more supportive in that though because I know exactly what most of you are feeling. And Like I know the pressures and I know the, the getting overlooked and it's hard to get noticed sometimes so. Yeah. I really like that you bring that up. And uh, like you were saying about the struggle, what advice mm-hmm. would you share with somebody um, that's really struggling within this industry? Maybe a personal example that brought you to that conclusion. Um, I think just like any artist, I think you have to, first of all, give yourself credit because we don't do that enough. We're like really hard on ourselves as people. 
So like for me, it's like sitting down and reflecting on what I've done because for me, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a workaholic, but I really enjoy what I do. And because of that, it's easy for me to work like long periods of time and uh, to sit back and be like, last year you touched both oceans in the same weekend. Like how many people get to do that? Like it's perspective and I have to sometimes take it back down and be like, no, like you, what you get to do is really cool. Like, yes, sometimes you don't want to sit in a car for 17 hours. Like I get to see, I've seen most of North America and I don't know if most people get to see that. So it's, the struggle is worth it. And I feel like if I could have told myself in the beginning, there's definitely moments where you want to quit don't um for me that normally just means that my path is changing and uh it uh it's a good thing that way because directionally it means we grow and that's what we need to do so i'm a a creature of habit i like things that are the same but i sometimes have to push myself out of the comfort zone for that so i would say that if you enjoy djing the struggle is worth it because in any occupation you're going to have a struggle and at least if you enjoy it, it makes it worth it. Very beautifully said. And I like the, the fact that you're talking about um, like taking that step back and appreciating. Mm-hmm. When I think about like way back in the day when I was touring and I was playing a different genre of music, I didn't always just sit there. I was mm-hmm. so caught up in the stress when I really, what I needed to do was just be like, oh my God, like look at this beautiful city I'm in right now. Like it's yeah. Montreal. Exactly. Um, is there a lesson that you've learned in your career, and maybe this was the one, um, that has really uh, stuck with you throughout the years? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know if this was seven or eight years ago. It was literally the night of my first big gig. Um, I had my manager there with me at the time. It was a different manager, but his words are still like infinitely, like it, it's, it's in my body forever was so nervous that I threw up outside before the gig and then I went back inside and I was like I don't know if I can do this like I don't know if I'm ready to do this in front of an audience yet and he looked at me and he said D your nerves they're important because if you didn't have nerves it means you wouldn't you don't care so even to this day I've been doing this now for almost a decade and I still get nervous, really nervous to go on stage, but I I welcome that because for me, it's just like, it's my misdirected excitement and it means that I care. So I don't want to, I I don't want the day when I'm not nervous to go on the stage to come because uh, I feel like I'm too comfortable, but that would be my lesson. It'd be, uh, your nerves are there for a reason and it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I like that you said that even though you've been DJing for a decade, it still happens. Oh, yeah. No, it's still. I have friends that are like, no, I feel nothing when I go on stage. And I'm like, how can you feel nothing? It's an energy. I walk out there. I feel everything in the room. So it's got a, it's a vibe, right? Yes. I, yeah, that resonates with me. Totally relatable. I still get nervous. Yeah. It's weird, but I care. Um. Yeah, uh, we just refer to it as sound sessions because the title is like super duper long. But the the thing about that is it's a year sponsorship through a headphone company. And uh, I probably wouldn't be able to tour where I tour now if I didn't have that backing in 2016. So it's it's a pretty big deal. So 
Can, and can people check out the the DJ set that won you that? Uh, yeah, I guess I could post it. I still have it. Yeah, it was only an eight minute mix set, and um, it's something I could still play now. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm still I'm still pretty proud of it. I uh, I didn't actually know I was going down to that competition. My manager entered me by fluke. They didn't. They had somebody drop out last minute, and they're like, "Well, if you can get to California in three days, you can play." And I was like, "Well." I guess we're going to drive through the night. So did that, drove all the way to California, 27 hours, no sleep, got on that stage, and brought her home. So I didn't, I didn't think I was going to win, but it was, it was an experience that I, uh, I now search for and I enter lots of competitions. Lots of mixing competitions. It's really helpful for skill. That'd be my other suggestion. That's mixing. Really, yeah. That's such a great idea. Applying yeah. for competitions. My question for you is actually about the team that you have supporting you because mm-hmm. before we started the interview, you talked a little bit about like, oh my gosh, my team is the savior. Can yeah. you tell us maybe a bit about that and what's important in the people that you choose to be in your yeah. team? But uh, really the important thing is, um, I don't know if other DJs get crazy on show days, but uh, I'm one of those DJs. I tend to stress about everything that could possibly go wrong, and I'm trying to live more in the moment. But um, realistically, it's one person who helps me deal with the hotel when we get there, who helps me deal with flights if I'm missing them, or just so I don't really have to deal with that, or um, so I can go straight in talk to the sound people and make sure I have what I need and they can do like the other stuff. Um, but it's, it's made, it's made a lot of difference. Like I said, specifically just because I was like, I wanted to work and there was not that many gigs. So I was sending emails all across Canada to try to get space somewhere. And um, now I, I, I have a team that's super supportive. So sometimes we have security dependent on the event. And then sometimes we just have my manager, but it's normally sometimes you get their friends now. So it's like, it's like having your family around on tour. It's annoying, but you all make it through. <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. It's like having yeah. your family around. But I don't know. It is. Yeah. Um, you just get so close, but it's, it's something that I needed to do because I was finding that it was making me more stressed out. And I was like, well, what specifically stresses me out? And like I said, it's the emailing. Um, I talked to all the promoters and stuff like after the original emails and the IPK and like all of the stuff goes out. Um, I will then take that over. That's not stressful to me. I don't mind. But um, I also have social media management too on the other side of that because as much as I love being connected all the time, it's a little ridiculous in this day and age. And like, I, I like to sleep at a normal hour. So like, it's kind of weird because everyone's awake at four or 3 AM. Right. And wants to talk. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't really want to talk. So I had to, this year I'm learning to put boundaries on my social media. So I do most of my Facebook and uh, I do all of my Instagram. But like that is my social media bubble that I like to stay in. People want Twitter. I have no idea how to work Twitter. So if they can do that, that's fine for them. But it, uh, the delegation helps. So I, I can focus on the music, which is the important part. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. It's a family of people that are 
working together to make life easier for you. And you're still like finding that balance between like mm-hmm. you, you online, but also like, Hey, let's detach so we can focus on what's important here too. Exactly. So there's no, I just don't want like, I was finding that to try to keep up with Instagram and Facebook pages and all this stuff. Like I was constantly on my phone and uh, that's not really fun for anybody that's trying to socialize with you like on a human level. So I <laughs> had to put the phone down and it actually causes me a lot less stress now. So um, as great as social media is for my marketing, it's, it's sometimes a little hectic on my heart. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I wanted to ask you for the ending of this interview, if there was anything you wanted to add, upcoming releases, mixes, shows you want people to know about. Oh my gosh, we have so many, so many. Uh, first of all, I'm going to plug Supergirl Pro. It's in Oceanside, California. It is an international surfing, DJ, and skateboard competition. I think video game is also in there now. And it's all females. So we have female professionals, surfers, female professionals. And um, every year I go down there and I have a giggle of probably about, oh, I don't know, it's probably about 25, baby. Well, DJ is down there. So we uh, actually uh, had a 16-year-old enter the competition this year. And uh, she did a better three-star routine than I think I'll be able to do in probably about 10 years from now. So I'm like, that talent is great. Like, let's build that up. Let's get her, let's get her into stuff. So, yeah, Supergirl Pro is big. Um, I have a couple of my own releases coming out in uh, a couple of months here, which I'm pretty psyched about because uh, everyone in Calgary always asks if I produce music. It's, it took me a long time to get a handle on that. But yes, I am producing music and I'm really, really stoked about it. Um, again, I don't know what genre it we can call it. It's if the genre fusion. It's literally dopamine. That's what it sounds like. So, but yeah, that's, there's lots of shows coming up. I have a show on Saturday in Calgary and then, um, yeah, it should be a fun year. I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to be some new shows, so I'm excited even more for that. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. I think our viewers are going to get so much out of this video. If there was something for the rest of you all that were watching today that really stood out to you, make sure you let us know in the comments below. And as always, don't let no one kill your vibe.